Blog Talk Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the house. How y'all doing out there today? What's going on? How you doing? What's life treating you? How's life treating you today? Hope it's treating you just fine, just fine, and everybody's having a great day. All right, and you had a great weekend, too. Let's not forget the weekend. You know, some of us, we, we have to have those great weekends. If not, we'd be in trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, I am your host, Mr. Talk, and uh, my co-host, Pete Ross, will be here with us shortly, and uh, we got another hot show for you, man. In fact, this show is so hot today, I, I, I got the fire extinguisher sitting next to me. I really do, because, um, hey, man, we talking child support, and we know what a hard, 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 hard we know what a hard subject that is. And I'm going to say a hard subject because that's what it is at the moment. It's a hard subject for some folks. And other folks, it's a sensitive subject, you know. So it's going to be on and popping today. Uh, of course, we have our song of the day. Uh, we have quote of the day and the black history person of the day. So we have all that for you, all of that. And um, looking forward to each and every one of you. But before we get started, of course, there's some things I got to tell you, um, just so you know. And one of the ways is how <laughs> one of the ways is how you can be a part of the show. It's simple. To be a part of the show, one thing you have to do is just give us a call at 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericlistalk at gmail.com. Also, the chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And the website is up and running and updated. 
and you can um, visit that at www.ericletstalk.com. Okay? So those are all the ways you can participate in the show, and um, I do want to hear from you, especially today, you know, because I know everybody, anybody who has kids and separated from, you know, the, the, the other so-called parent, you know, and actually getting child support. I know you got some stories out there. So, you know, come share your stories with us. It, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, we got a lot of information to share with you today on this topic. You know, some things that you may know and some things that you don't know, depending on what state that you live in, um, you know, the different laws, different different formula that is, that's used to actually figure out how much child support you owe or how much child support you are going to receive, you know, depending on, you know, um, to, depending on, on where you're, you know, what, what situation you're in. Of course, you know, there's others, other situations that we may get into, we may not, depending on the time. However, we do have two and a half, three hours to talk about this. Well, let's say two to three hours, okay? That'd be better. But, yeah, we got all kind of time to talk about this thing. So I, I really want to have a, a very, very involved discussion, you know? Yeah. Because this is a good topic. This is a good topic. Between your information, your, your sharing your, some of your experiences and our information, hey, I'm telling you, you should be um, – we should have a great show. Should have a great show. All right. So that is it. Um, let's see. I think that's all I have to say for right now. But of course, I think. Excuse me. I think uh, you need to bring my co-host in here in a minute. Yeah. You know, need to bring her in here and let her get her her point of view on it. Because I think she's just about excited about the show as I am, you know, because we have some time to put some work into here. So, you know, and we're ready to make some things happen. <laughs> we are. Okay. Uh, and, of course, we have a couple of nuggets for you as well. A little, I, I call them giggle giggles. Because a couple of things I'm going to share with you. Well, one of the things I know you're going to get a giggle out of because it's just funny, all right? And one of them is just uh, 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 something you're going to shake your head at because we talked about um, talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and then we look around and we find a, a prime example of how serious some of these states are about voting, you know? So, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. And I think that's about all I got for you right now. Like I said, we got song of the day for you. Y'all gonna enjoy this song of the day because I'm bringing back my boy, you know, the maestro. Oh yeah, yeah. For those who, I tell you, some people know who I who I'm talking about when I say the maestro. For those of you that don't know who that is, well, you're just too young to know. <laughs> you're just too young. Okay, just go ahead and admit it. Okay, but us that know when you say the maestro. We know who we're talking about. All right, but before we go ahead and bring the maestro on, let's go ahead and open up my, my co-host and bring her in. P, where you at? What you got for me? Tell me about today's show. 
How you feeling about okay, it? So we're going to go in-depth on this child support thing. We're going to talk a little bit about the history. We're going to talk a little about uh, the organization ACES and what it meant and, and what it accomplished. You know, we're going to talk about the laws from, from state to state and how, you know, seemingly unfair that they are to the black girls, the ones who have to pay the child support, you know, um, because, you know, some of those laws inhibit them from maintaining or keeping a job. Because if you need your if you need your license, whether it be your driver's license, your occupational license in order to work, and because you're behind in child support and they suspend those, then how can you work? at your chosen profession. So we're going to get into a little bit of all of that and um, just hear what your views are on on this subject. It will be a very detailed discussion. Looking forward to it. Yes, a very detailed discussion. In fact, it's going to be so detailed, I may have to mute some of y'all because I know some of y'all going to come up with some some crazy, crazy. As young folks say, y'all come up with some cray, cray. And I'm going to get cray-cray with you and just shut you down, all right? So don't come on here talking crazy. You know, we're we going to have a nice conversation, but you can leave, leave all the ninjas and b-holes and a-holes out of the conversation, okay? We don't do that here on this show. Y'all know sometimes I have to go ahead and remind y'all of the rules because some of you forget, and then we have new people who call in, they're not aware of, of, of some of the rules. So, yes, we do, do not use profanity, you know, here on this show. We do not use the ninja word for what some of y'all call it, uh, and we don't attack each other, okay? That's just something we do not do, and, and that will not be tolerated, okay? I'm just putting it out there for to you, just like that. All right, now, as I said before, we got the maestro on standby to sing a little song for y'all. Uh, I want to welcome guest 709 to the chat room, uh, and on the switchboard, we got 7374. Welcome to the show. I like that. That's a rhyme right there. I'm going to have to remember that. I'm going to put that in a song one day. All right. So, without further ado, man, here's your man, your boy, the late Barry White. Enjoy. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? Isn't that nice? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, Myself slipping and slipping more and more ways. That super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. We've got it together, baby.
arguing for a rebuttable resumption of shared custody after divorce. She also asserted that men, as well as women, should be allowed the decision not to become a parent. And this is what she said concerning that. She said, if a woman makes a unilateral decision to bring pregnancy to term, that means she makes the decision on her own to go ahead and have a baby, and the biological father does not and cannot share in this decision, he should not be liable for 21 years of support. Autonomous women making independent decisions about their lives should not expect men to finance their choice. Again, it says, this is what she said, if a woman makes a unilateral decision to bring pregnancy to term and the biological father does not and cannot share in this decision, he should not be liable for 21 years of support. Autonomous women making independent decisions about their lives should not expect men to finance their their choice. In other words, in very simple terms, what she is saying that you have a bow, a boo, a boo thing, or whatever y'all call it now, significant other, and he tells you outright up front, which everyone should be having the discussion of whether they want kids or not, and if this man tells you he doesn't want kids, then you do what you need to do so you don't get pregnant on both parties. However, if you make the choice, if you make the decision that you're going to get pregnant anyway and you're going to have his child, then he should not be held liable for the support of that child because he told you a point he didn't want to have a child. You decided on your own that, okay, yeah, we're going to have a child, whether you like it or not. So he shouldn't be held hostage for those years or actually for life to pay child support for a decision that you made on your own. This is what she is saying. See, because, and and, and, and this is, as I said, that's why I, I, I wanted to tell you who she was out front, because you say, oh, that's the feminist movement. No, no, no. She is a feminist, but she's fighting for men's rights concerning child support. This is what she did. See? Because she felt as if, as many, some women do, that, you know, if a woman has a right to term a pregnancy, meaning to go ahead and get an abortion and she doesn't have, doesn't have to let the father know, then once you make a decision on your own that you're going to have a child, then why should the father know? That was your choice. Why should he be held hostage for 21 years in a decision that he had no other than, you know, providing the sperm, okay, you know, um, that he had no choice over the matter because you didn't tell him. Just child support showed up at his his door or out of his paycheck. See, this is what she is saying. So then how is that fair? This is what she believes. That since you made the decision, don't look for support. If you had the discussion at the beginning, this is what you decided, you breached the contract, so to speak. So why should I have to pay for your breach of contract? Because in a court of law, when you have a written agreement, once the contract is breached, that means that one party, it favors one party that that party doesn't have to pay or doesn't have to meet the terms of the contract because the initial party didn't keep their word. So 
you are not liable to keep your word on the other half of the contract. That's what a breach of contract means. So if you have this discussion and, and, and this is a decision that, that you have made, then she's saying that, nah, nah, we're not, you, you, you know, going on with your life, I'm not going to bother you. But we know, as our topics will show today, that that's not how it works in these United States. So that is Karen DeCrow, and that is our quote of the day. All right. Now, you know, that's an interesting quote. <laughs> that is a very mm-hmm. interesting quote. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Because you can look at that quote from a, a, a number of different ways there. And as you were speaking, I had some things roll through my mind. Oh, my goodness. And I'm just going to be straight up with you guys, fellas. I must put it this way. If you don't want any children, you get a balloon, cut off the finger of a glove, buy some condoms, bring your own condoms, do whatever, get some aluminum foil, whatever you got to do, okay? You need to use it, you know, because uh, here, here's, here's my point of view. If you're running up in them raw dog, then you really – you you you're responsible, okay. I'm just gonna put it that way. You're responsible. I mean, I understand what she said, and we do know uh, uh, there are those out there that will try and um, you know become pregnated, you know, from guys they think are a good catch or have a good job or what have you. But to protect yourself from that, you bring your own equipment with you. That way, you don't have to worry about no holes being poked in them uh, or or. Uh, you use the last one last week or some some you know crazy excuse like that. You bring your own. That way you don't have to worry about that. Okay, because we know the system today is gonna be it's gonna get you. As soon as she decides she's having a hard time and she go down there and decides she wants some snap assistance, oh they coming, and they coming hard. So I'm just saying. So just basically bring your own equipment. Okay. All right. <clears throat> That's all I'm going. That's as far as I'm going in the set right now. But, uh, yeah, I just had to say that because, you know, I understand what she's saying. However, you just cannot hold the female responsible for that because I think when it comes to birth control and contraceptives, it's a two-way street, you know. Um, if you're not sure one is using you make sure you cover Hey, the more the merrier. That's all I got to say. All right. So thank you much for that, um, P. Ross. And it's that time for the, quote, black history person of the day. And uh, we got another good one for you. you know, well, my co-host be bringing some stuff, y'all. Y'all just don't know. She she be throwing some stuff at me. Okay, so we're going to let her go ahead and knock this one out, too. This is a good one. Y'all probably know, remember this one here. All right, go ahead, P., with your black history person of the day. All right, the Black History Moment is Katherine Johnson. Catherine, her full name is Katherine Coleman Goble Johnson. She was born in on August 26, 1918. She was an African-American mathematician who made contributions to the United States Aeronautics and Program with the early application of digital electronic computers at NASA. Known for accuracy in computerized celestial navigation, that's, you know, navigating through the stars and the planets and stuff. She conducted technical work at NASA and its predecessor, um, the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, spanning 35 years. 
during this time, she calculated the trajectories, the launch windows, and emergency backup return paths for many flights of Project Mercury, including the early Nassau missions of Alan Shepard and John Glenn. Remember those folks we answered us that landed on the moon in Apollo 11? This was the 1969 flight, Apollo 11, um, to the moon. Her calculations were critical to the success of these missions and the beginning of the space shuttle program. She also performed calculations for the plans for a mission to Mars. In 2015, Johnson was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. She was included in the BBC series 100 Women the following year. Now, she was born um, in White Sulphur Springs, Greenbrier County, West Virginia. She was the daughter of Jolette and Joshua Coleman. She was also the youngest of four children. Her mother was a teacher and her father was a lumberman, farmer, and handyman, and he worked at the Greenbrier Hotel. In her early age, she showed talent for math. Because Greenbrier County did not offer public schooling for African-American students past the eighth grade, the Coleman's arranged for their children to attend high school at the Institute of West Virginia. The school was on the campus of West Virginia State College, now known as West Virginia State University. Johnson was admitted when she was only family split their time between the Institute during the school year and White Sulphur Springs in the summer. Johnson graduated from high school at the age of 14, entered West Virginia State at an historically black college. As a student, she took every math course offered by the college. Multiple professors mentioned her, including chemist and mathematician Angie Turner King, who had also mentored the girl throughout her high school years, and W.W. Shefflin Clayton, the third African-American to receive a Ph.D. In, the, in math. Clayton added new math courses just for Catherine. She graduated summa cum laude in 1937 with degrees in mathematics and French at the age of 18. She took on a teaching job at a black public school in Marion, Virginia. In 1939, after marrying her first husband, James Goble Johnson, left her teaching job and enrolled in a graduate math program. She quit after one year after becoming pregnant and choosing to focus on her family. At the time of her entry, she was the first African-American woman to attend graduate school at West Virginia University in Morgantown. West Virginia, through West Virginia, West Virginia State President Dr. John W. Davis, she became one of three African-American students and the only female selected to integrate the graduate school after the United States Supreme Court ruling Missouri versus Gaines versus Canada. The cat the cat had rules that states that provided public higher education to white students also had to provide it to black students to be satisfied either by establishing black colleges and universities or by admitting black students to previous white only universities. So she was just one of three and the only black female in a white university. Imagine that. Wow. Johnson decided um, 
In 66, Johnson decided on a career as a research mathematician. Although this was a difficult field for African-Americans and women to enter, the first jobs she found were in teaching. It was not until 1952 at a family gathering that a relative mentioned the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics was hiring mathematicians. It was superseded by the agency, NASA, in 1958. At the Langley Memorial Aeronautical Laboratory based in Hapkin, Virginia, near Langley Field, NACA hired African-American mathematicians as well as whites for their guidance and navigation department. Johnson was offered a job in 1953, which she accepted and became a part of the early NASA program. According to Oral History Archives, um, the National Visionary Leadership Project, Project, she first, at first, she, Johnson, worked in a pool of women performing math calculations. Catherine was referred to the women in the pool as a virtual computers who worked in skirts. Their main job was to read the data from the black boxes of planes and carry out other precise mathematical tasks. Then one day, Catherine and a colleague were temporarily assigned to help all the male flight research teams. Catherine's knowledge of analytical geometry helped make quick allies of male bosses and colleagues to the extent that they forgot to return her to the pool. While the racial and gender, gender barriers were always there, Catherine said she's, she ignored them. She was exerted asking to be included in editorial meetings where no woman had gone before. She simply told people she had done the work and that she belonged. From 1953 to 58, Johnson worked as a computer analyzing topics such as the Gulf elevation of aircraft. Originally assigned to the West Area Computer Section, supervised by mathematician Dorothy Vaughn, Dorothy Vaughn Johnson was reassigned to the Guidance and Control Division of Langley Spike Research Division. It was staffed by white male engineers. In keeping with state racial segregation laws and federal workplace segregation introduced under President Woodrow Wilson in the early 20th century, Johnson and the other African-American women in the computing pool were required to work, eat, and use restrooms that were separate from those of their white peers, was labeled as colored computers. In an interview with WHRO-TV, Johnson stated that she didn't feel the segregation at NASA because everybody there was doing research. You had a mission and you worked on it, and it was important that you do your job. And play bridge at lunch, she added. I didn't feel any segregation. I knew it was there, but I didn't feel it. NACA disbanded the color computing pool in 58 when it was superseded by NASA, which adopted digital computers. The installation was desegregated. Society's discrimination against women had not yet ended. However, Johnson recalled the area. We need to be assertive as women. In those days, assertive and aggressive. And the degree to which we had to be that way depended on where you were. I had to be. In the early days of NASA, women were not allowed to put their names on the report. No woman in my division had her name on a report. I was working with Ted Skopinski, and he wanted to leave and go to Houston. But Henry Pearson, our supervisor, was not a fan of women, kept pushing him to finish the report we were working on. Finally, Ted told him Catherine should finish the report. She's done most of the work anyway. 
So Ted left Pearson with no choice. I finished the report, and my name went on it. And that was the first time a woman in our division had her name on something. At 58, until her retirement in 1986, Johnson worked as an aerospace technology, moving moving during her career to the spacecraft controls branch. She calculated the trajectory of the May 5, 1961 space flight for Alan Shepard, the first American spaceman. She also calculated the launch window for his 1961 Mercury mission. She plotted up navigation charts for astronauts in case of electronic failures. When NASA used electronic computers for the first time to calculate John Glenn's orbit around Earth, officials called on Johnson to verify the computer's numbers. Imagine that. She had to verify what the computer already calculated. Wow. Glenn had asked her for spe- Glenn had asked for her specifically and had refused to fly unless Johnson verified the calculation. Now imagine the computer already calculated, but this man refusing to go unless this woman, a black woman, verified what their computers had already calculated. In biography dot com states that these were far more difficult calculations to account for the gravitational pulls of celestial bodies. Arthur Margaret Lee Shetler said, so the astronaut who became a hero looked to this black woman in the still segregated South at the time as one of the key parts of making sure his mission would be a success. She added that in a time where computing was women's work, and engineering was left to men. It really does have to do with us over the course of time sort of not valuing that work that was done by women. However necessary as much as we we might we might be, it has taken history to get a perspective on that. Johnson later worked directly with digital computers. Her ability and reputation for accuracy helped to establish confidence in the new technology. In 61, her work helped to ensure that Alan Shepard's Freedom 7 Mercury capsule would be quickly found after landing, using the accurate trajectory that had been established. She also helped calculate the trajectory for the 69 Apollo 11 flight to the moon. During the moon landing, Johnson was at a meeting in the Pocono Mountains. She and a few others crowded around a small television screen watching the first steps on the moon in 1970. Johnson worked on the Apollo 13 moon mission when the mission was aborted. Her work on backup procedures and charts helped set a safe path for the crew's return to Earth creating a one-star observation system that would allow astronauts to determine their location with accuracy. In 2010 interview, Johnson recalled, everybody was concerned about them getting there. We were concerned about them getting back. Later in her career, Johnson worked on the space shuttle program, the Earth resources, satellites, and on plans for a mission to Mars. And that's just a brief history of some of the things that she had done. Katherine Johnson, Katherine Coleman Goble Johnson, African-American mathematician who worked for NASA. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. You know, that, 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 
that is some great stuff. And we we'd be remiss to say that um the movie, I know y'all heard about the movie Hidden Figures, that basically what mm-hmm. the movie was about. Um, yeah. So great stuff, great stuff. Just the little things you just don't know because we weren't taught that in school. Mm-hmm. The only thing we were taught in school was about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Heck, we wouldn't even talk about Malcolm X, so <laughs> or Robert Williams, you know. So yeah, so yeah, good stuff. Thank you, thank you. Now, if you want to find anything else uh, further on about um, uh, Miss Johnson, uh, y'all know where to go. Y'all got YouTube, uh, the internet. You can find all kind of great information on her. Okay, and after the show, we'll put some information on the show's website for you to check out there too, if you, you know that's easier for you. Okay, and that's www.ericletstalk.com. All right, so with that all being said, we got all that out the way. It's about time to go ahead and hit this 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 um this topic right on the top of the head. Let's go on and get it on. Let's get it on. But before we do. I got to tell y'all about something that I ran across, and it's it's somewhat related to the topic that we're talking about today, but it's funny. It's also funny. Um, A Texas lawmaker, um, she has, and it's a woman, has proposed proposed a bill that would fine a man $100. Now, listen to this. That would fine a man $100 each time he masturbates. Now, I'm going to let that sink in for a hot minute. <laughs> That's right. A $100 fine for a man every time he masturbates. Okay? Now, I know what some of y'all thinking right now. Well, how they going to know? That's the same thing I asked. But if he gets somewhere and he get caught doing it, it's going to cost him $100. <laughs> um, and the bill also imposes a 24-hour waiting period. If a guy wants a colonoscopy or a vasectomy, or if he's in the market for some Viagra. I know Viagra is them little blue pills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Her name is um, Representative Jessica um, Furrier. And um, to be honest with you, the bill is nothing but it's symbolic, okay? She's just trying to make a point at the time. Um, and basically she was saying she, it, 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 she wanted to, Show me and how it felt to be a woman with all the restrictions that uh, the state of Texas are putting on women and abortions and things of that nature. She went on to say that the bill would penalize men for masturbation because such behavior is a failure to preserve the sanctity of the, of life and the act against an unborn child. And the bill would be called a man's right to know act. <laughs> okay. And um, she went on to say it's a jab at a pamphlet that Texas doctors are required to give women seeking abortions. Um, the pamphlet, A Woman's Right to Know, has long been criticized for being inaccurate, ideologically influenced by religion, and designed to discourage women from getting abortions. One section of the pamphlet says breast cancer and abortions are linked. Scientific studies have found no cause and effect relationship between the two. All right, so... I thought that was funny because when I first read it, you know, that, that, that headline itself just grabs you. You know, what? Now, how is she going to know men masturbate? But 
Yeah, it's just symbolic, you know, trying to say she just want to make men feel like women do when it comes to abortion. Of course, I have my own thoughts and things about abortion, but we're not going to get into that right now. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure it's going to come up later on in the show. But, yeah. So, of course, you know, she, she put it out there, but, of course, she doesn't expect it to go anywhere, especially since um, – uh, the Texas legislature's majority men, so you know how that's gonna roll over real fine, right? Not. So that's it. Okay. So let's get to talking about this thing called child support, and um, you know, with, with child support, people say, "Well, it's for the child. It's supposed to help support the child." No, y'all, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, first I want to play this clip for you, all right? Well, it's a combination of clips, just two clips. But I want to play this for you, and then we'll go on to child support. See, sometimes I think myself. All right, let me play this clip for you real fast. Did not give you a actual time. I give you an estimate time. We just drove 12 hours from Alabama to Florida. I'm just a few minutes late. You live right around the corner. We don't have to go through this. Please, let's not do this. Not right now. Let's not do this. Do what, Kevin? You the one doing it, Ben. You didn't got married again, have more kids. So what is it that you don't want me to do? This right here. This is what I don't want you to do. We have to go through this drama every time. Every time I come drop my daughter off, Pick her up. We got to go through this. And she shouldn't have to see us go through this. This is some kind of welcome. I'm not the one who brought my trick to the drop-off point. Why is she here anyway, Kevin? Mm-mm-mm. It's time to go. We do not have to be disrespected. Let's go. Oh, so the trick tells you what to do, huh? You you not talking to me no more? It, our conversation is over? Okay. Okay. Well, guess what? I'm getting all my rear. Both of y'all behind is going to pay me. Okay, I'm going shopping for a house. I'm going shopping for a car. I'm going shopping for furniture. Okay, I got two words for you, boo-boo. Down payment. Because you know when you marry, you only consider one income. Boop! For many fathers, this is a familiar scene. Baby mamas make threats to report you to the child support agency even while you're already supporting your child. Many baby mamas report lies to the child support agencies on good fathers. Even when fathers have proof to discredit her lies, he still finds his payments increased, wages garnished, or income taxes seized. Number 07-TA-02-17, is it Kawana? Kayana. Kayana, I tried. Yeah. Sorry. Kayana K. Myers versus Kenneth L. Pickett. Uh, Mr. Pickett and Ms. Myers are here proceeding without counsel. The Child Support Enforcement Agency is represented by Assistant Prosecuting Attorney Lisa Monick. 
Uh, we're here for the purpose of a purge hearing that arises from the judgment entry of contempt that was entered on March 14th of this year. Ms. Monick. Thank you, Your Honor. On behalf of the State of Ohio, um, the defendant obligor, Mr. Pickett, in order to purge his contempt over the uh, last four months, was under an order to seek work and provide at least five employers per week until becoming employed to the child support agency. And further, he should have provided information to the prosecutor's office every two weeks about such job search. Um, at this time, there is no evidence that he did either of those things. In addition, upon um, becoming employed, he should have paid uh, $260 per month to the child support agency for his child support, which includes his uh, current support as well as his rearage payment. Had he done so over the entire four months, he should have paid $1,040. Again, there has um, not been any payments made through the agency. Today, however, it is my understanding that he does have $175 um, on his person in cash. I am not in receipt of that at this time. If that is forthcoming, that would mean that he has made a 17% of his total um, possible uh, purge payment made. Okay, what's the total arrearage on the case? Your Honor, um, the total arrearage on the case um, as of April 30th of 2008 would be $2,091.02. If it may please the court and I may approach, I would ask that um, the printout from the Child Support Enforcement Agency marked as Exhibit 1 be entered into evidence. Okay, thank you. Okay, Mr. Pickett, could you please rise and raise your right hand? Do you swear or affirm to tell the truth? Okay, be seated. All right, Mr. Pickett, first of all, do you agree with the representations made to the prosecutor about how much money you've paid or not paid to the child support agency? Yes, I do. Okay, have you made any efforts to seek employment? I mean, I have, but my record is so terrible. I mean, they, they, they wouldn't think about giving me a job. I mean, I have, but I didn't, I didn't send the paperwork and everything that they asked me to do. I didn't send none of, none of it in. Okay, so that. you, in effect, you didn't comply with the purge terms. Is it true that you have $175? Yes, I do. Can you give that to Ms. Monick, please? So you're only, go ahead. And I have, I got, I got to borrow money from my family members, you know what I'm saying, to even do a little bit of what I can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you have a court obligation. You're supposed to pay the support. You have a child to support. Yeah, they just told me that I had to fill out the application. I didn't have to pay until I got the job, but I mean, I didn't do that, so. Okay, Ms. Myers, do you have anything you want to say? Yeah, um, he's lying. He, I mean, he, he just had another baby, and he's there to support his other child. Um, Kenneth, he has a source of income. He's not borrowing money from family members at all. Um, so as why he's saying that he, that he can't pay, that's all a lie. I do know for, for a guaranteed fact that he has a source of income. Um, he could be paying this every month. He can afford it every month, but he decides not to. He just bought a new truck. He can afford 260 a month. That's basically all I got to say. Okay, Mr. Pickett, you heard Ms. Myers. She believes you have a source of income and you could be paying I, the support. I wish tell y'all Do you I, have a new truck? No, I don't have a new truck. Who's supporting you? My baby mother who I stay with right now is supporting me and my daughter. 
and your daughters. And, and, and my new daughter. Right, his new daughter. Okay, but daughter you, have, you have another child. Yes, I have one by Keanu Myers, and I have one by Sierra, Sierra uh, Walker. Okay, but this court is interested in the firstborn child, okay? Yeah, but that's what she's talking about. I'm talking about, Kar I mean, uh, Kariah. I don't. I. I. I could. I couldn't pay it. I don't. I don't have no source of income. He I decides not to be in her life either. But he. He's in his new child's life, but he decides not to be in my daughter's life. You're That's right. why okay. he's in child support anyway. You're I understand. understand. All, all of this is because I don't want to be where. That's, That's all. That's all. No, you have a, an obligation. I know that, but excuse me. Don't interrupt me. You have an obligation to pay support for this child, whether or not you choose to be in the child's life. So, Mr. Pickett, I'm going to find that you have not purged the contempt, and I'm going to order that you serve the four consecutive days in the Medina County Jail effective immediately. Your Honor, for the record, um, myself and Mr. Buckmeyer from my office both counted the money. It's actually $185. Okay, and that will be credited to your account. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, so there you heard two examples of. What happens? What happens in relationships when men and women have kids and for some reason they just don't get along? As you can see, if you really listen closely, both women in, the, in, the, in these two clips. Now, one was a guy dropping off his kid. Um, I guess he had her for um, some kind of break or whatever. He was bringing the child back. Okay, and the other one was actually hearing in child support court. All right, the first one, he was, he was bringing back. As you said, he drove 12 hours to bring the child back, and she was upset because he was 30 minutes late, of course. And then as you listen to the conversation, the, the same thing came out. It eventually came out. Oh, and then you're going to bring your trick. Bam, that was the issue right there. So we're going we, we gonna to get back into that one. Then on the second one, as the, the case went forward and he gave his reason, well, number one, he went down represented. Okay, that that was his first mistake. He wasn't represented by anybody, so he went to talk to uh, talk for himself, which men don't do that. Okay, but anyway, the second thing was she said it. That's why he is here now because he has another child with another woman. That's why he here now. She said it right out her own mouth, and sadly enough, that is. The reason why a lot of of, of of women, girls, boys, girls, you know, uh, um, bring fathers up on child support, get them involved with the system. Out of it's not a, that the child needs the child support. I mean, well, the child does need the child support, but it's not that some fathers aren't taking care of the children. It's that the men move on with their lives and find somebody else, and sometimes they marry them, sometimes they have another child. And like the old saying goes, there's nothing like a woman scorned, you know, to try and get even with you. And they know for a fact that the system is set up to, to protect them. Now, people say, well, it's set up to protect the child. No, it's set up to protect the women. The child is just an additional uh, uh, fact or uh, uh, reason for them to go to court. I'm just going to put it out there like that. Okay? Um, so as you can see, and, and that's what happens. In, in a, a lot of cases, I would say in 60, 65 to 75% of the cases, that is why a lot of men are put on child support. It's not that they're not take, taking care of their children, but the men move on. 
and the system is set up, once you hit hit the system, if you don't have proper representation or you don't understand how the system works, you at the mercy of whoever the mediator is uh, at that time. Okay? Now, I know some say, well, you know, you can go and get a DNA test. Well, here's a newsflash. Some states do not recognize DNA as a, as a uh, uh, concrete as concrete evidence that the child is not yours. You need to remember that. Some states are like that. That's why you need to know exactly what you're getting yourself into, and if you can, get you some type of representation. Because going up in these people's um, courthouses trying to defend yourself is not going to work unless you absolutely, totally sure it's not yours. Now, here's the catch to that, too. Here's the catch. If you're already paying child support and then you want to change and you find out it's not yours, that does not necessarily mean you will have to, you will stop paying child support. Okay. I'm just, hey, I hate to put it to you that way. And there's, there's examples uh, throughout the country where this, this type of ruling has been upheld. Well, the father has actually found out these are not my kids. That's not my kids. And he has still been ordered to pay child support because he was ordered in the beginning to pay child support. See, see these are some of the examples of just how, how, how messed up this system is. But it's something that we don't talk about a lot because Nobody really wants to sit down and do a little research and, and hear what's really happening with this system. We know Mr. Smith is always up to something. Okay, the state gets money from the federal government when it comes to child support. How many children they get hold of? Just like CPS. So that's something to take to take um, into consideration. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to turn it over to uh, my co-host because she got some history on how child support got started and what it was initially intended to do compared to what it has evolved into today, where we have so many uh, uh, men on child support that shouldn't be number one, and so many so many women that are abusing the system, not out of need, but out of jealousy or just downright hate, spite. And, and that's the fact. Go ahead, P. Give them some information on this thing. All right. The history of child support in the in the U.S., um, the U.S. government began legislating child support enforcement over 100 years ago. Um, the timeline, you know, this timeline outlines the history of child support in the U.S., including the laws and the amendments that continue to impact child support collection today. Now, in 1910, the Uniform Desertion and Non-Support Act was established. The Uniform Desertion and Non-Support Act was approved by the National Conference of Commissions on Uniform State Laws in 1910. It was initially adopted by 24 jurisdictions, meaning states, and made it a crime for a husband, catch that word, a husband to willfully abandon or neglect to provide support for children under the age 16. However, because the law didn't have didn't provide recourse, it didn't have any legs. 
for parents who left the jurisdiction, these parents frequently escaped justice by relocating to a jurisdiction that hadn't adopted a law. In other words, out of the 24 states that had the law for husbands to support their children, other states did not. So they would just relocate to a state that didn't have it, and thereby there were, they couldn't the law couldn't be enforced because he didn't live in a state that was able to enforce the law. So in 1950, the Social Security Act Amendment um, to USC Act 602, the federal government began requiring state welfare agencies to notify law enforcement officials when providing aid to families with dependent children, AFDC a program that later became known as Welfare and is currently called uh, Temporary Assistance to Needy Families, TANF, to any victim of parental abandonment. That means any man that left his family and his wife was uh, forced to go and seek um, seek welfare. The purpose of this amendment was to force parents to be accountable for providing for their children in an effort to relieve the state and the taxpayers of that responsibility. To this day, custodial parents applying for government assistance are asked to provide information about the location of the other parent for this specific purpose. In 1950, the Uniform Reciprocal Enforcement uh, of Support Act, otherwise known as URESA, the National Conference of Commissioners on Uniform State Laws and the American Bar Association, approved the Uniform Reciprocal Enforcement of Support Act which allowed states to pursue parents across state lines. So in 1950, that got rid of the parents running from state to state just because this state didn't have child support enforcement laws. Then you could go there, but now they would cause you to be brought back, and you still had to answer, you know, to the courts for child support or for abandoning your family as it were. Eureka was then replaced by the Uniform Interstate Family Support Act, UIFSA, in 1996. In 1965, the Social Security Act Amendment, PL 89 through 97, this amendment allows state and local agencies to secure privileged information, that's confidential information, from other state agencies regarding the mailing addresses and places of employment for individuals who owe child support under a court order. So then if there was a court order for child support and you flee to another state, they could use now the U.S. Postal Service and the IRS if you had a job to find out where you were working and report that information to the court. In 67, the, that Social Security um, um, Act it was amended again. This amendment allows states to access information collected by the IRS for the purpose of pursuing pursuing child support. At the same time, the federal government began requiring each state to create a means for establishing paternity and collecting child support on behalf of children receiving federal assistance through AFDC. So now in 1967, because the states are getting inundated with welfare uh, um, recipients, now the federal government is getting involved so that they can reciprocate some of that money from the from the um, from the paternal. So now 
they're they're establishing paternity, meaning the DNA test, and if you know the child is on the birth certificate, the father's on the birth certificate. This is the father, so yeah. Now we're gonna go after him, um, so that we can get our money back. That was in '67. Now in '74, another amendment was added that was technically signed into law in 75, in January of 1975. So it's occasionally referred to as the Social Security Act Amendment of 75. This amendment is also known as the Title 4D because the portion of the legislation 4D requires states to establish their own individual child support collection agencies. While there are different types of child support cases, Title 4D are cases where child support collection is being facilitated through a state office of child support enforcement as required by this Social Security Act amendment. Now, instead of the federal government being the one to enforce the child support, now it's giving legs to the state so that the state can enforce their own child support orders. So the amendment also allows states to receive funding and receive incentives for collecting child support on 4D cases, which is when you have welfare recipients who owe the money state and they're looking for the other parent who is supposed to be paying the child support and is not paying it. So now the states collect the support and they uh, pay the, the federal government back for what what was given in, 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 in uh, welfare benefits, as well as they also receive incentives and funding to enforce the support. In 1976, in 1976, the Social Security Act was amended again. According to this particular amendment, state employment agencies are required to provide the residential addresses for non-custodial parents in 40 cases to state child support enforcement agencies. In other words, if you're a new hire, then, hey, they, they report you. In 1981, the Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act of 1981, this amendment to the Social Security Act authorized the Internal Revenue Service to withhold federal income tax refunds. Now, this started in 1981. In cases where the recipient is delinquent in paying court-ordered child support, the same amendment allows states to withhold a portion of unemployment benefits for the same purpose and prevents child support payments from being discharged in bankruptcy proceedings. This simply means that if you are in line for a federal income tax refund and you have back support, oh, you're not getting your refund. If you file for unemployment benefits, those benefits can be intercepted intercepted by income deduction notice so they can withhold a portion of your unemployment benefits for your child support. Furthermore, if you file bankruptcy, you cannot include your child support in that bankruptcy. So then in 1988, the Family Support Act of 1988, this act allows states to garnish wages for the purpose of collecting child support and requires states to maintain clearly defined child support guidelines and income deduction notes sent to your place of employment so that your employment is legally bound to withhold child support payments according to your court order. See? The child support occurred then in 1992. There was the Child Support uh, Recovery Act. 
uh, it allows states to prosecute parents who willfully choose not to pay child support. Now you can go to jail. If you don't pay, we can put you in jail. In 1996, the Personal Responsibility and Work Opportunity Reconciliations Act of 1996, this law transformed the government assistance program, formerly known as welfare, to our current, current program entitled Temporary Assistance to Needy Families. Some provisions in the law also directly impact the child support collection, including the creation of a federal case registry of child support orders. So now, at this point, from 96 to until now, child support is not only in a state registry, now it's in a federal, uh, federal registry and a national directory for new hires for the purpose of tracking child support cases and locating obligors. Those are the people who are obligated to pay child support. The law also streamlined the process of establishing paternity, allowing biological fathers to voluntarily acknowledge paternity. So now it's a federal thing with a federal registry. So when you get a new job, you it automatically on your W-4, when you fill it out and you list your obligations or whatever, automatically goes into a database, into a directory, such as your Social Security, see if you owe any child support, and it automatically sends it to that state child support enforcement agency to let them know, hey, this person was in our database, you know, he's got a new job, he's been hired here. So then they initiate the IDNs, which is an income deduction notice or what have you, so that employer can begin taking those funds from your paycheck just because you're a new hire with a child support case. Then in 1998, the Deadbeat Parents Punishment Act, the DTPA, DIPA, this supplement to the Child Support Recovery Act of 1992 increased the consequences for parents who willfully choose not to pay child support. According to the Deadbeat Parents Punishment Act, <coughs> excuse me, parents can accrue fines up to $10,000 and face up to two years in prison, not jail, prison, for failing to pay child support to a child who resides in another state. So those are some of the ways that, you know, that is the history of child support and some of the ways that consistently it has changed over to add more legs, to add more enforcement um, to those who do not pay. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's a long history, too. A long yes. history. Yes. But you, yes. Yeah, but you see how it has evolved over, over time to where it is now, to where if you're on child support and you miss – Two payments, you you basically up, up up a creek, you know. Um, now let's let's be honest. We know every every guy's out there is not doing the honorable thing, and yes, yeah, some of them are running and hiding, you know. Hey, stay out there. But we do know there's some women out there not telling the truth either. So you know, when you when you look at it both ways, who do you say is right? Who do you say wrong? In that case, both of them are wrong. If you ask me, in my opinion, of course, you know both of them are wrong. Now, you know, and, and you know when the when the state when when they begin to just take it out the hands of the state and create that federal that federal database that that made that that created a whole new ball game in. 
You understand? Because as you said when you were reading the history, no longer could they just leave one state, go to another state, get a job, and be fine. Now, if you owe back child support, it follows you all the way. If you owe child support, period, it just follows you. It, it follows you. Yep. You know, so, um, so gentlemen, I'm telling you, there's really no way of getting around it. Well, there's a way of getting around it, because some of y'all have found it, and that's just getting paid under the table cash. Okay, that's fine. If you can find an employer that do that, that's good for you then. You know, but eventually it will catch up with you. It, it's going to catch up with you. But um, for those that are caught up under the child support or um, are thinking about going to have yourself put on child support, which is not a bad thing to actually go in and say, look, I have this kid and I want to put myself on child support. Now, let, let me tell you something about that, though. Here's an interesting thing about if a guy goes in, well, let me put it this way. If, if, if a young lady goes and requests assistance from the state, SNAP, a welfare, food stamps, whatever you want to call it, Medicaid, um, and they say, well, before we give you this, we need to know the father's name. And she says, well, I don't want to get him involved in this. Okay. But the state says, oh, yeah, we need it. Because as soon as they get that name, they're going to turn him in to, to, to child support um, people. And then he's going to get a, a, a summons to come to child support court. Now, let me tell you how crooked this whole system is. Even if that young lady does not show up, listen to what I'm saying, even if she does not show up for court, the state will still pursue that guy for child support. Now, why isn't she showing up? Because she doesn't want him on child support. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Is that right, y'all? Is that right? See, and, and I think that's where a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, men get upset because they're doing the right thing, but yet here comes the system saying, oh, no, you're not doing enough. Come on, we, we want some money to where we can track what you're doing. Why? Why? Now, gentlemen, on the other hand, if you are doing that and you got a ratchet baby mama, whatever you do for the child, you need to write it down. If you're giving her money for the child, you need to write it down. Date, amount. You need to do all that. Because once she gets, she finds out you finally with somebody else or you got another child somewhere and she's going to talk to the people on you and you don't have any uh, paper trail of what you've been doing, hey, you, your butt hanging in the wind. It's just that simple. Your butt is hanging in the wind. Because now it becomes her word against your word. And believe you me, they're taking hers over yours because more nine times of ten, she has the child. I mean, that's, that's it. Now, when you talk about child support, there's, there's some things I think um, we as men do not understand about this child support system. And I know there's some women don't. Only thing a lot of women understand is if I go and turn your name in, they're going to say, let's come to court. Now, if any of y'all have ever been uh, been child support court, before you go, they send you this whole list where they want to know all your financial information. You know, they want a lot of diet everywhere where your money go, how much you bring home, what you got, and all that, uh, all that good stuff, what your bills are. 
How many other children are you paying child support for? Because that plays a role in, in how much they're actually going to say you need to pay for this other child. Anyway, um, however, when you're going to, you really have no idea how they're determining how much money you're supposed to give, how much she gets, so forth and so on. Many people think, well, it depends on how much assistance she's getting from the state. Well, yes and no, because they are going to make you pay back whatever assistance that child is getting. But there are some models that they use to determine how much you owe in child support per month. And every state uses uh, one of these. It's three models, three different models in the state. Actually, each state uses one of one of them. Okay, they don't use them all. They may use a combination, but they don't use them all. And the first one is called the percentage of income model, which is very interesting. And this is the percentage of income model sets up support as a percentage of only the non-custodial parent's income. All right? The non-custodial parent, gentlemen and ladies, if y'all in this situation, if you do not have the child living with you, you are the non-custodial parent, okay, if fraternity has been established. Um, while the custodial parent's income is not considered, the model comes in two versions, the flat percentage model and the variant percentage model. Okay? The flat percentage variation of the of the percentage of income model calculates child support based on a fixed percentage across all levels of income of the paying parent. Okay? The, parent, the percentage of income devoted to the child stays consistent at all income levels. The varying percentage variation of the percentage of income model applies different percentages to different levels of income making it so the percentage of the payer's income devoted to child support varies according to the level he or she is receiving as income. Y'all got that, right? In other words, one says, okay, you make this amount, you know, we're going to give you this right here. Okay, you pay $200. That's it. Ever, if the variant percentage one comes, say, okay, you make 800 here. Oh, you get this. Oh, you get this here. Yeah, you okay? We got you. You pay two hundred here. You pay one seventy five there. So forth and so on. It's like um variable variable interest. You know, you never know what it's gonna be. <laughs> That's bad, ain't it? Now, like I said, only some states, only some states use this one, and it's Wisconsin, Nevada, Mississippi, Illinois, and Alaska that use the flat percentage variation, okay? Texas, North Dakota, and Arkansas use the varying percentage uh, variation of, of income model, okay? And that's one of the reasons why Texas has some of the, I'm not going to say the highest, but their child support ain't the lowest in the nation either, all right? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you all how I know that. Um, the income shares model, this is the second one. Um, it is based on the idea that the child should receive the same proportion of a parent's income as they would if they were living together. All right? So basically what they're saying is they take into consideration if you were living with the, the custodial parent, and uh, from what it's saying, uh, and they 
and they take both incomes in consideration, you're going to have to pay what they figure you should be paying if you were living there. If I look at that right, Ross, I'll make sure. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. And which is, I'm not going to say it's wrong, but it's interesting. Um, And this is used by Wyoming, West Virginia, Washington, Virginia, Vermont, Utah, Tennessee, South Dakota, South Carolina, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Oregon, Oklahoma, Ohio, North Carolina, New York, New Mexico, New Jersey, New Hampshire. It shows a lot of news up in there. Um, Nebraska, Missouri, Minnesota, Michigan, Massachusetts, Maryland, Maine, Louisiana, Kentucky, Kansas, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Idaho, Georgia, Florida, Connecticut, Colorado, California, Arizona, Alabama, Guam, and the United States Virgin Islands. Now, see, I didn't even know those last two had child support systems. (laughs) But anyway, you say most of the states use the um, income shares model from from what this is. All right, and the last one is the Melson model, which is a hybrid of cost-sharing and income-sharing models and requires that each parent's basic needs be met before child support is set. Okay, the three principles of, uh, of the Melson formula are that the parents are entitled to keep sufficient income to meet their basic needs to encourage continued employment that until the basic needs of the child are met. The parents should not be permitted to retain any more income than that required to provide the bare necessities for own self-support. That their income is sufficient to cover the parents' basic needs and those of the dependent, the child is entitled to share any additional income and benefits from a non-custodial parent's higher standard of living. (laughs) In other words, they're just going to leave you enough money to get by. You know, if you got to eat ramen noodles and and chicken noodle soup with hot dogs in it, well, so be it. That's what you're going to do. You know, if, if you got to you know, live in a one-bedroom studio apartment, so be it. You know, and those are the, the, the principles that this formula is, is is based on. That's harsh, though. And, and by chance, the, the, the non-custodial parent uh, comes up with a better job, says, you know, uh, working out in the oil field, bringing in, but working overseas, bringing maybe $16,000 home a, a week or a month. Well, the child support is going to be go up because he has a higher standard of living now. So child support is going to reflect that standard of living. You understand? Until he either meets his obligation or, as the court says, you know, he's at the bare minimum that he needs to survive. So, I mean, that's that's how, how this thing works. And the states that use that model are Montana, Delaware, Hawaii, and for low-income cases, the Melson formula also includes a self-support reserve for parents. Washington, D.C. uses a hybrid model that starts as the varying percentage of income, variation of the percentage of income model, and is then reduced by a formula based on the custodial parent's income. Wow. That's that's complicated there. <laughs> that's complicated. All right. So anyway, each model is subject to the laws of each state. 
But most states also will periodically review the amount being paid to make sure it is, in fact, being paid and to make adjustments if a motion is filed to modify child support. This child, this tends to occur when a significant change in circumstances since the original child support order was issued. Now, gentlemen, <clears throat> let me explain that to you. See, and this is what happens to a lot of soldiers. You know, while you're in the military, you get a child support order. So you already you set up an allotment, so your child support comes out to your, your, your military pay, which you know you're going to get that twice a month, bam, 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 your money coming out. Okay? Now, you get out of the military. Now, you're no longer getting BHA, uh, contract pay, and all of the, the, the stuff that had you up in the high echelon of income. Now you're down here living, you know, uh, 24000 a year. But you failed to report that to the child support office. So by doing that, what is happening is, you're still being required to pay child support based on your higher income level. Now, if you really want to look at it, basically what you have done, depending on the state you're living in, uh, you've re- just reduced yourself to the Melson model because now you're living on the bare minimum because child support is coming out and it's killing you. Okay? So, in other words, what you need to do is go set up, request, or uh, review no, so they go and re- you can resubmit your financial things and, and have your child support adjusted. Of course, some women, you know, they 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 get real upset about that. <clears throat> Did you know that in some cases you can have the arrears actually erased if the woman write a letter and agree to have them erased? Now we know in ninety-five percent of the cases that's not going to happen. You know, if you're your baby mama cool, maybe she will. I don't know. Um, but you know those are, are are just the models that that child support is based on in whatever state you live in. You know, and it's important. It's once again, it's important to know these things. And that's why I say you don't want to go into these people courthouses unrepresented, especially if you haven't done any research. You you just going up there like this young man did. Just go out there with $175 in his pocket, or $185 in his pocket, and say, well, I just couldn't find a job because of my record. Okay? Them great folk ain't trying to hear that. Let's be honest about that. They're not trying to hear that. Especially when you got Miss Ratchet sitting over there talking about, you take care of your other baby mama, you just bought a new truck, you're married. It is what it is. So, gentlemen, we, we have to... We have to uh, be on top of our game. And ladies, like I said, there are some instances where it's the other way around as well. You know, not much, but it's out there. So you, you have to understand the basics, at least the basics of child support, what, what you are getting yourself into, what are you going to be asked to do, what you're going to be asked to present. You know, now, if by chance you do not believe that child is yours, before you sign any paperwork, now I know in the state of Texas, when you go in there the first time, they will ask you this question. Do you think the child is yours? Do you want to have a DNA test? Now, if there's just a 1% chance you don't think that child is yours, then you say yeah. 
You say yes. And 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 this is to protect yourself. Okay, because right at that time, you still haven't signed any paperwork. No child support amount has been, uh, uh, you haven't given an amount to pay. So right now, you still are not liable to pay anything for that child. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah, somebody may get upset. I don't believe you did that. Well, at least you know in your heart that once that paperwork comes back and it says 99.9%, you know, it's yours, then you know for sure. And then you won't find yourself caught up like some of these other young men, these men out here, where they've been paying child support for 10, 11 years to find out the child is not theirs, but now they still they still being forced to pay child support. Which is completely wrong. Completely wrong. Okay, I'm gonna shut up for a minute. P, what you got? Hey, you know that 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 is true. Now on on the arrears, when you said that if she is willing to um, to um, discharge the arrears, now that can only happen in most states. If there is no money on to the state, meaning that they didn't receive any cash benefits or any food stamps, because she can mm-hmm. forgive those rules. She can only forgive the arrears that are owed to her. She can't forgive the arrears that are owed to the state. So, indeed, you still may have a case. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. You know, and yes, y'all, if she's receiving support, uh, any type of support, that's money for the state. Medicaid, that's why they go after these folks. You know, and I'm telling you, it's so bad that they, um, it was a couple, I remember I, I talked about this on the show. It was a, a lesbian couple in, I'm sorry, a same-sex couple down in Kansas, and they want to have a child. So they wrote up a contract with this this guy. To um, use this sperm to have a child, which was okay. But what eventually happened was, <laughs> uh, they didn't stay together. They broke up. All right. So the one that kept the child eventually found hit hard times. So what did she do? She went down to the state to apply for benefits. Hmm. Now. Let's remember, they had a contract with the guy that stated that he would not be held responsible for any child support or whatever support for this child. They had a contract written up, notarized and all that. Well, once the state of Kansas got involved, they said, we do not recognize that contract, and they went after that guy for child support. And they were talking about back child support at that. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is you got to know what you're dealing with. You got to know the state you're dealing with and, and what their, their laws are. Now, when you think of the word fraternity, what do you think of? See, and here's, here's here, it, it's, it's basically, ah, uh, Two different meanings. It just depends on if you're married or unmarried. I'm sorry. P, you got any more before I go to this right here? No, go ahead. Go in. Yeah, you can go You can go on into that. 
Because I got something on right. there that you to say. Okay. Um, for married, married parents, when a baby is born to married parents, the law automatically recognizes them two legal parents, husband and wife. Married couples do not need to take any additional legal steps to establish paternity. Okay? For unmarried parents, when a baby is born to parents who are not married to each other, the law does not, listen to this, does not recognize the biological father as a legal parent. In other words, a biological father who is not married to the mother of the child does not have legal rights to to his child until he becomes a legal parent. Paternity must be established first. All right? So, <laughs> let's talk about establishing um, um, paternity. That's next. <laughs> okay. Well, you got so much stuff going on here. Um, voluntary stab- paternity establishment. How it works. Parents sign a free legal document called an Acknowledgement of Paternity, AOP. This is the most common way to establish paternity. I mean, paternity. Paternity. It establishes a legal father for the child. Steps to take. Ask hospital staff about the AOP. Parents can sign an AOP at any time before or after birth by working with the AOP certified entity. Parents must show a valid form of ID. No, yeah, they can call the hotline or uh, birthing hospitals, vital statistics officers, things like that. Um, agreed paternity offer order. Parents and then a judge sign a legal agreement court order stating who the father of a child is. Parents must agree to specific legal rights about custody, visitation, child support, and medical support. It establishes a legal father for the child plus legal rights regarding custody, visitation, child support, and medical support. You can submit an agreed paternity order to the court on your own with the help of a private attorney or by working with the OAG's child support division. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, court order paternity. A court order resolves paternity when parents do not agree on the father's identity. <laughs> What it does is it establishes a legal father for the child plus legal rights regarding custody, visitation, child support, whatever. You can attain court order paternity on your own with the help of a private attorney or by working with the CSD, applied with CSD online, in person, or by fax, so forth and so on. Okay. Um, you know, you know, this is a lot of mumbo-jumbo that they're giving you here. You know, basically... Put it this way. If you know you're the father, because what they're going to give you is, now, I know how they did me. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but you, you can sign the birth certificate right then and right there, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correct. And once you put your John Hancock on that birth certificate, huh? Yes, once, yes, you can sign the birth certificate provided that you have the um, proper ID in most states. That's all you need. Um but once mm-hmm. you sign that birth certificate, you can't go to court and say, oh, that ain't my child. Even if she tells you that's right. that that's not your child because you signed that birth certificate, that, that's your elite, your legal acknowledgement that you believe yourself to be the father of that child. So they're not going to turn it around 
just because she decided to tell you that, okay, she lied. That's right. Yep. In other words, gentlemen, if you don't think it's yours, don't sign any document saying that you are the father of that child. Okay? Period. Period. Don't do it. In fact, don't even let it, the words come out of your mouth. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but that's true. Don't let those words come out of your mouth. Okay? Do not sign a piece that piece of paper. I don't care how much you love you think you are because she done had your child. Don't do it. If you have any doubts whatsoever, that is not your child. Now, by chance you want to take you to child support court, then let her take you. Then you request your DNA test, and then you find out for sure. Yeah, she may be mad at you for a while, but, you know, she'll get over it eventually. You know, but if you sign that piece of paper and then find out that child ain't yours, you're going to be really hot. Because if you're paying money, they're not going to stop making you pay that money. And contrary to what you may believe, they're not going to give you your money back. <clears throat> Basically, what they're going to tell you is, hey, you got to talk to, to the custodial parent and see if she give you your money back. And gentlemen, if any of us have ever been through that, we know that's not happening. It's not going to happen. Now, also, so don't even waste they- your breath. Although they may not directly, although they may not directly give your money back, there have been some cases in which uh, money money was credited to the child support. If there were arrears, they raked that arrears, or they mm-hmm. dispelled them all together. It, mm-hmm. it depends. On, it it depends on the presentation of your case and 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 the magistrate that you have, and and right. the possibly the state that that you are in. Mhm. That's the only yeah. way that that's coming. That's the only way it's going to happen. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah, they're not going. They're not going to write you a check. Yeah, they're not going to write you a check. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. That's that definitely not going to happen. N- not at all. Hey, I want to say welcome to the show, guest 782-0805-807. Thank y'all for hanging out with us today. All right, 818, I see you. All right, so if y'all want to add anything to this conversation or tell us about experience you had, any, you know, uh, advice you would like to give, hey, the phone lines are open, 347-838-8622. We talking child support, child support. The do's and the don'ts of child support, child support. Oh, here we go. We got one. Ah, shucks now. All right, let's see. All right, 818, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Hello, Mike. Yes, I can. Mike, check. All right. Okay, I got you. Don uh-huh. Jr. CEO, good morning, man. Y'all are killing it. I, w- I was listening in the chat room trying to troll and not say nothing, and I had to call into the show. Oh my God! <laughs> okay. The thing that people, the thing that people forget about, um, they forget about at one point or another, at one point or another, they they made a decision to make this thing not make this thing happen, but they had to connect at some point. Mm-hmm. So at right. the end of the day. Don't act like you wasn't involved in the process. That's what the biggest problem I have. Mm-hmm. People get amnesia. Mm-hmm. When we started this thing, we mm-hmm. were cool. 
Now, now we up here mm-hmm. about to get a court case, and then you point the finger and say, "No, nah, it was him." Come on, man, mm-hmm. you with me? We drove, <laughs> we drove to the hardware store. We got the hammer together. We went half. You only had fifty cent. I only had fifty cent. We made a dollar. We put it on the register. When we broke into when we broke into the, the uh, building, we not supposed to be in. You gonna put it on me? Like I did it all by myself. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, <laughs> Come on son. I'm just saying, y'all killing it. I love the, the I love the teaching, the contractual, the spiritual, and the real. It, it's all being wrapped in one. I believe in God, the Father's Son, and the Holy Spirit. But I also know if I jump from the train, I'm gonna get ran over. So, the more that right. we work together, the more that we work together, the more we work together in platforms like this, getting this knowledge out there. We don't have to get in front of the court and then spend thirty thousand dollars saying, "Judge, I really need my money back because I want to buy this Jag." It's gone. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can gone. never see your kid. Never see your kid. But you come by every Monday with gifts, presents, and toys. But you go in there in that courtroom. Nah, he ain't nobody. He a low life. Lock him up, Judge. Lock him up. Mm-hmm. Lock Something him up. Got to change. You getting you getting the money every day, but as soon as we hit that coming. That courtroom, amnesia hit you. You got you walk through that dun dun dun. Y'all remember that people court? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Come but. on. <laughs> well, I, I just I just want to step out the way. We got other winning team members on, man. We we're working to change the world again. I'm giving y'all kudos. I would normally give y'all my contact information, man, but. This subject is so dynamic and so prolific. I'm going to let the subject do what it's supposed to do, man. Y'all are just great. Keep pressing, man. Keep pressing. All right. Well, thank you, Pastor. And I do what I do. Uh, appreciate that. Well, we appreciate that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Okay. All right. All right, y'all. And you know, like I you said, know he has a... Hey. You know, he had some valid points which we didn't have the opportunity to get to that yet. You know, you do make a conscious decision, and that was the point that I was going to bring out, you know, in my closing comment, Mm -hmm. is the fact that, you know, we talk about what we don't want to do and all this other stuff, but do we ever take in, in consideration that child and how that child feels, you know, because you are still his parents. What kind of example are you setting before this child, number one? You know, what kind of parent are you teaching him to be? Are you teaching him to be a responsible one while you're irresponsible? You know, what principle mm-hmm. are you setting before this child? You know, at the end of the day, you know, that child is still here. That child does need support. It is, it, and it behooves both of the parents. You know, it's just not one parent's responsibility. It's both of the parents. See, and that's mm-hmm. the one thing we have to realize. You know, and, and, and stop creating, you know, like you, you you had in the clip so much animosity one towards the other. Then they grow up, you know, talking about, oh, my dad wasn't this, my dad wasn't that. That, not, that very well may not be the truth. See? Hmm. That's the thing. That's right. You, you know, just you, you, you know, just because, you know. <clears throat> so that's that's something we should not want to do. Hmm. You know, that's like I was saying in, in the beginning when you was talking about the uh, the quote of the day. You know, mm-hmm. look, and, and, and it is it's, it's as simple as that. Look, young men, all right, 
you do not want a child, okay, and I'm not, well, let me rephrase that. If you are not ready to have a child at that time, okay, as I said before, bring your equipment with you, all right? Bring your equipment with you. Do not depend on somebody else to take care of your equipment when you should have it with you anyway, all right? Their equipment may be faulty. I mean, there may be a hole in it, or it may just be old, or no telling. But to be on the safe side, bring your equipment with you. At least you know that you have functional equipment, and it works. <laughs> now, for those that are a little bit slower than what I usually am, simple. Buy your rubbers, bring them with you. All right? Simple. All right, don't be relying on the rhythm method or as soon as I get to that point, I'm pulling out or whatever. No, 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 no. No, don't do that. Bring your equipment with you. If you know you're not ready, don't even put yourself in that position. So like I say, it takes two. It does. Whether you want it or not, once that, 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 that seed is dead and it has been fertilized, it's a done deal. It's a done deal pretty much. And we ain't going to talk about the other the other option that they supposedly have. We're going to say it's a done deal. It's coming. So, to prevent that, what you do? Da, 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 bring your own equipment. That's easy. You know? <laughs> I, I, you know, it sounds so simple, but yet it is so hard. And, 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 and every day... We hear of stories, and we, we even know people that, you know, went out to the club, had a good time. Girl, I got to drinking that, 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 that Hennessy, and I just don't know what happened. Yeah, right. No, don't blame it on no alcohol. No, this ain't Jamie Foxx world. This is the real world. Alcohol didn't have anything to do. You wanted to drop them panties anyway. You just needed an opportunity and a sucker. Okay, because you know why? Because your girlfriend over there, she collected $800 in benefits, and, and you think she living large. Yeah, dudes, don't don't fall for that. Did I go too far, P? Did I go too far with that one? Nah, that's the truth. Yep. Okay, I was going to say, because, you know, P is the logical one of the two of us. I just said it like it is. P, she make it sound pretty. I, I can't say all the big words she say. So I just have to tell you like it is. Dude, don't run up in there raw dog, okay? Bring your equipment with you. If you don't have it, suck it up and say, well, maybe next time. You, you, you'll feel better later about it, trust me. And then, eight, then 18 years later, when you got to deal with Miss Ratchet for 18, maybe 21 years. Well, let's be honest. If y'all have a child together, till, till y'all die, that's going to be y'all child, so you're going to have to deal with it one way or another. <laughs> that's, that's bad to say it like that, but that's the truth. That's the truth. Um, let's move on. Dang, what a time go. We got 16 minutes left in the live time, air time. Um, all right, 16 minutes left, so we probably will go in overtime a little bit. So if you're not on switchboard, I need you to get here, 347-838-8622. If, by chance, you can't um, continue on with us, uh, the show will be archived right after, well, five, ten minutes after we finish. Or uh, within 24 hours, it'll be posted on the show's uh, webpage at uh, com. Okay? So, um, those.
those are what you can do. But thank you for listening. Um, if you can't hang on with us, all right. Um, okay, so. this one thing. This one thing I wanted to uh, to uh, bring up, and I don't think we addressed yet. Um, okay. And I wanted to I wanted to uh, talk about the impact of remarriage or a parent getting married. Uh, this is this mm-hmm. is in the state of Florida, so I don't know about other states, but um, a parent's remarriage by itself doesn't necessarily affect that parent's obligation to um, financially support a minor child. In some cases, however, a parent's remarriage along with other factors can affect child support. A new spouse's income can affect, can factor into the child support determination. For example, if a custodial mother remarries a man who earns a considerable income, the mother has more funds to contribute to her children's expenses. In this case, a judge may lower the father's child support while the court doesn't add the stepfather's income to the mother's for the child support calculation. The judge may decide that the mother can use more of her own funds to support the child, whereas the stepfather pays at least a portion for the household expenses. Courts Hmm. sometimes consider a non-custodial parent's remarriage during the child support decision as well. In one case, a non-custodial father had remarried and was supporting his new wife and children. The judge ordered him to pay a lower child support amount to his first wife than the guidelines yielded to account for his need to support his second family. On the other hand, mm-hmm. courts won't increase a non-custodial parent's child support payment regardless of how much that parent's new spouse earns. So, in other words, you get married, you're a non-custodial parent. In other words, you're the one that's paying the child support. You can marry a millionaire. They're not going to increase your child support because that parent is 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 not responsible for your child support liability. Hmm. They'll tell them again. <laughs> Say that one more time. Say it one again. One again. So, in other words, what this means, if you're a man, you get married, and your wife may be, you know, millionaire or whatever, your child support is not going to increase because you married a millionaire. That is not her or his responsibility, see, to pay your child support. So it's still going to be based off your income, see. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what that's what this is, is, is saying, you know. Now back to the other issue of the child support, you know. Um, sometimes, and we were talking about why you would still have to pay the child support, you know, if they determined that you were the father or you signed a birth certificate and later on you find out that you're not the biological father, they're not going to bastardize the child. That's why they will not dispel the child support order. Because for mm-hmm. all intents and legal purposes, you are that child's father. That child has come to know you as their father, whether they're, whether you've had visitation or not. Your name is on the document. They're not going to remove it from the birth certificate just because your DNA says that you're not the father. They're not going to do that. They're going to tell you, sorry, but, hey, this is what it is. You're still obligated. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm. Yep. And you have to remember that. You have to remember that, gentlemen. Like we say, don't sign nothing if you're not sure. Because once that signature is on a piece of paper, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing for you. A very terrible thing for you. Um, 
Yeah. When when you actually get that that summons, you know, you can actually file a reply to um to that summons. But like I always say, don't go up in there unrepresented talking about you're going to represent yourself if you really don't know what's going on. Because the only thing you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. And you, and actually, you could uh, avoid some things. You just don't know, right? Let's be honest. We don't know a lot of things. Some of this stuff we read, we don't even understand, right? So, True. you know, why you, yeah. Yeah, you, you're going, and you know the funny thing about it, you go going Burger King and arguing with them about your food. You know, but you won't argue with them about stuff you don't understand when you're sitting in front of the, the front of front of the gray boys. Right. Yeah, I shouldn't say gray boy. Yeah, but I'm gonna say that anyway. Um, yeah, and understand the model that your state is using. You know, that gives you a better understanding of what you are actually dealing with. It's only three of them that's used in the United States: the percentage of income model, the Melson model, and the income shares of model. The income shares model, okay? Those are the only three. Now, they may use a combination of two of the three or a hybrid of two of the three, but at least you know what you're dealing with, okay? Just going in there because you hard is not going, not going to help you at all, at all, you know, because you are considered the non-custodial parent. And that, that word means a lot when it comes to child support, non-custodial, okay? <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Um, a non-custodial parent has the right to the following, be notified of any action by OS, OCSE that impacts the child support case, get payment information, including the amount paid toward late payments and the amount paid toward fees. Request a review of the child support amount once every three years or more often if there is a significant change of income. Ask for a management review of your case. Y'all getting this, right? These are some of the things that you have a right to do. Heck, I didn't know that until I started reading doing research on this. You know, so I know there's a lot of y'all out there that have that have no idea. But these are the things you should learn. This is the things you got to find out. A non-custodial parent has a responsibility to do the following: pay child support and provide medical support as ordered by the court. Go to all scheduled court appearances, and that's a big one right there. That is a very big one. If you are scheduled for court, go. Please go. Because here's the catch. If you don't go, they're going to make a decision regardless. You know, so you're not going and not going to delay it at all. The only way it would be delayed is if maybe you have a, a DNA test out that they, they want to read to you. But other than that, if you already got a request in, I mean, they already got an order on you for child support, and you want to hear a ring and you're not there, huh, they're going to throw it out. Uh, respond to courts and always ask requests for information. Notify OCSE and the court if you move, change employers, have a change of income, or change names. Now, that's a slicky boy move right there because a lot of people move or, or, or change jobs and won't let the people know. Now, here's the catch to that, smart butts. You may get away with it for a little bit, 
All right? But it's going to catch you. It's going to catch you. And when it's catch it's going to slap you so hard against the side of your head. So do what's right. If you know you got the order, you know, go on and make sure your employee knows so your employer knows so they go on and fill out the right paperwork and, and you can continue making your payments on time, taking care of your children. Okay? Simple. Now, if by chance there is a, 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 a delay somewhere between it coming out your paycheck and from the time you request it, make sure you're still going making payments to to the child support because they got a number you can call where you can make the payments. Or if you're giving the mother the money, make sure, and she may get mad at you, but make her sign a receipt. Make her give you a receipt for that money with her signature. Don't just fill out a piece of paper and say, okay, I got No, make her sign it. With her legal name, not her nickname, not your boo name you call her, her legal name. Because when she gets upset with you and trying to take you and say you, she ain't been getting it, you have it right there saying, hey, this is it. You know, have you a separate file box where you keep all that stuff at. So when you go back for your review or what have you, you don't have to look all over the place for it. You go and grab your files right there. Take them with you. Take them with you and hand it over to the to the uh, adjuster. I call it adjuster. And let them go through it. You'd be surprised at the headaches you'll save yourself. See, these are just the little things that we don't think about. And after we done got hit upside the head two or three times, you'd be like, man, I should have did this. I should have did that. Well, yeah. Well, now you know. So if you haven't been doing it, you can do it now. You can do it now. You know, I was just saying. Um, let's see, what else we got? Uh, you should completely read what you are signing and keep all documents for your records. That's what I just said. Once you sign something, you have agreed to it. Now, that's important. Once we said it again. Once you sign something, you have agreed to it. If you do not agree with what you are asked to sign, you may wish to consider consulting with a private attorney. But until you do that, don't sign it. Don't put an X on it. Don't Hey, don't even breathe on the paper. All right? That's just for your, your own good. Um, hmm. Uh, Pete, you got anything? Nope. I'm okay. good. If you, if you disagree with the action made by a child support caseworker, you have the right to ask for a review of that action from the office manager. And let's understand something. OCSE caseworkers and attorneys, listen to this, represent the state's interests. Y'all hearing that? They represent the state's interests. So don't Fall for the local thing. Well, we're here to help you. No, they're not. They're here to make a case for the state. All right? That's who they're there for. They don't care if you're the custodial parent or you're non-custodial parent. If you're in court uh, trying to, you know, you're in court for one reason or the other, and it's against the state, that's who they're fighting for. No, you know, they like <laughs> like be on these court shows where if you take a plea, how about we make a deal? If you know you're right, don't make that deal. You know? Um, 
I said this as well. If your attorney or child support case goes to court, it would be decided without it would be decided without your input if you fail to file an answer to a complaint and summons or other legal pleadings or fail to appear for a hearing if put on notice to do so. In other words, if you don't show up, they don't care. You just a no show. And nine times out of ten, the decision is gonna go against you. Against you. Um, here's something interesting. You know, I know it depends on when you put, you know, you had to pay child support and <clears throat> what your child support order says. The age of emancipation. The age of emancipation in Arkansas is eighteen, unless a court order for child support specifically states otherwise. Your duty to pay child support is for a child will automatically end when the child turns eighteen or otherwise emancipates under state law. However, if the child is still attending high school, child support continues until the child graduates or at the end of the school year, after the child reaches 19 years of age, whichever is earlier. As each child in the support order emancipates, you may be entitled to adjustment and support for the remaining minor children. Okay? Please contact OCSE six months prior to the child's 18th birthday. Okay? If there are any unpaid child support arrears, in other words, if you owe any back child support, when all children have emancipated, your payments will continue until the back child support are paid in full. Okay? Now, that's Arkansas, and I know it's the same way in Texas. Unless, now, listen to what I'm about to say now. Unless your order says something different, Okay, at 18, yes, you can go take it to the order say, look, I want to stop my child support. They're going to check the order. You know, okay, they'll stop it right then. Now, it may take a couple of months to get it stopped, but, you know, they put it in then. But if you owe a child back child support or their order says, well, you got to continue until the child is 21, then your payment level will continue. So make sure you read your child support order real well. Very well. Because some of y'all would get hung up like that. You really would. You really would. Really, really would. Um, thanks, Heath. I think we're going to have to do a, a, a second part of this show because there's a lot we didn't get to. Yes. You know? Yeah, I think we're going to have to do a part two Friday. Uh, <laughs> mm. Uh, it, it's 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 a whole lot, man. We we still haven't gotten to, and we running out of time here a little bit. We gonna go over a little bit, but there's more to it. Um, so we just we just beginning to touch the surface on this thing, and we want to make sure that um, everyone understands. And yes, let's make it understandable. Yes, yes, yes. There's interest charged on your child support. It okay. is. Yes. You know, how you think the state going to make their money? <laughs> think you just going to owe a certain amount, a flat amount, and that's it? No. That's why it's good to go in and have that review, at least every three years, if not sooner. Because sometimes, that, that because of that interest, the, the, the amounts get thrown out of whack. It does. The money, the money gets thrown out of whack, and you think, you know, you owe a certain amount. And you look back and you owe more than you think, and you be upset like, well, all this money, what? what? Yeah, that's because you're not checking on it. You don't care. But they're robbing you. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, the system is robbing you sometimes. It's not a perfect system. Not at all. As the two clips at the beginning of the show uh, 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 tell you, because if you make that that wrong mistake and go and marry somebody and and and, and miss ratchet, don't like it, and Lord help you if you get another child. Oh my goodness, Miss Ratchet's gonna take you to the to the bank even more. I'm going to go and ask for increase. I know you got a new job. Oh yeah, there's somebody that be in, in child support office every six months trying to get an increase for every little penny. Gentlemen, protect yourselves. Know what you're dealing with. Know what you have to do. But the best advice anybody can give you, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor said it. P. Ross said, I'm telling you again, keep your tallywhacker in your pants and you don't have to worry about dealing with this ratchet. Or bring your equipment with you, as I said. That's the easiest way of doing it. You know, simple. This is not the 70s. <laughs> you know, this is not the 70s, the 60s. You know. And honestly, I'd be scared out there these days anyway with all the stuff that they got floating around. Oh, shoot. But, yeah, that, 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 that that's all I'm going to say. Um, P, come on, give me something. Hey, basically, we, you know, it's, it's pretty much as far as, 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 as that goes. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't cover all of that. You know, um, also, I wanted to uh, bring up you know, we talked about um, how child support got started, but there was this other program called ACES, you know, and mm-hmm. that is the uh, Association for Children for Enforcement. It was started um, back in, And it was started in Ohio in 1984 by Geraldine Jensen because, mm-hmm. you know, during that time, you know, we had the jurisdictions that didn't have child support and how they would flee to the state, and this is what her husband was doing. And it wasn't like he couldn't pay it. He just didn't want to pay it. He was well off. His family was well mm-hmm. off. They even made a movie about mm-hmm. it um, um, called The Sea Abandoned and the Sea. So, uh, <laughs> So um, she got, you know, she got the idea that she was going to find him and make him pay, but there wasn't an enforcement in place. They kept telling her, you got to give us an address, you got to give us an address. But every time she gave him an address, he found out he moved. So this association mm-hmm. for children for enforcement, um, enforcement of support calls the state, like a lot of the laws that we read earlier, calls the state to begin to, to, to change the law. But when she started mm-hmm. it out, it was putting uh, personal notices in the newspaper and looking for others who had the same treatment. Y'all know when people come together, especially scorned women, something's going to happen. So she organized hmm. it by herself, and now it's a it's a national organization, you know. And... um. And which is still in place now, which you will see if you go into any other child support office, you will see that they have that they have um, booklets, pamphlets, posters up, making you aware of what your rights are 
as a payee of the system. But there also needs to be a balance, I think, for the people who are the payors, the people who have to pay for their resources. And there is not a lot of that. You know, when it all mm-hmm. about down to it. They truly do not understand what their rights are. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think there needs to be an advocacy for that as well. Mm, okay. Right. Now, um, here's here's an, another little 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 kick that I, I wanted to mention um, because it works for both. If by chance, you know, you you had a child with a woman and y'all on good terms, you know, y'all co-parent very nicely, uh, y'all can actually come up with an agreement as far as. A monthly payment, and all that you have to do is have it written down, notarized, and submitted to the court. And nine times out of ten, the court will uh, go with that amount y'all have decided. Now, how do I know that? Because that's what I did with my first wife. Now, I'm telling you, yeah. So it, it can be done. All right, but that's if you have that type of relationship. <laughs> I think that's 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 one of the things you got to have that type of relationship. You know, where both of you are mature enough to say, look, I'm not trying to hurt you. You're not trying to hurt me. You know, we just no longer can be together, but we have this child, and we're going to work to make this do what's best for the child. Okay? That, that's it. All right, let's sit down and figure something out. You know, that would be nice if, if all everybody would do that, but we know that is not the case. As the clips would say, this clip showed early in the show, this is not happening. So be aware of your rights and know what 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 you, what you can and can't do, what they can and can't do, and what to expect. You know, like like the guy in the, in the second clip, he's sitting up there. She got not one attorney; she has two attorneys sitting with her, and he's sitting over there by himself. Yeah, I, it, it was a video. I turned into MP3, but it was a video. And it, what y'all didn't see is once they finished talking, he stood up and put his hands behind his back because he was going to jail for four days. Actually, he didn't have to, but he didn't understand how the system worked. He didn't understand his rights. So he just went in there willy-nilly with his butt hanging out in the air. While she's sitting over there gloating. That's why he here now. Because he got a new truck, he got a new wife, and he got another child. Now, from what we just read, you know, maybe he, you know, he should have had, some, you know, a little more understanding. Or, you know, he may could have walked out of there with reduced payment, but that's not what happened. Because he walked up there by himself, not knowing. Thinking walking up there with $185 in his pocket was going to be fine. No, and we said that a lot of times on this show. And we as black people, we need to take heed. You can't, you can't get ahead of the system. You can't deal with the system if you don't know what the laws and the ins and outs of it is. True. 
This is that simple. You can march all you want, hold your fist up in the air all you want, but if you don't know how the system works or how to beat it, then you just wasting your time and energy. That's why half the time they don't care. Let them march. They have no idea what they can be doing. Marching is all right. Eventually, their feet going to start hurting, and then the crowd's going to get lower. Then eventually, won't no more be out there in the street. Then we keep going. Now, if I'm thinking like that, just imagine what they're thinking of. But anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, that that's it for this part of the show, man. Uh, we're going to do a part two Friday. Uh, we're going to go a little bit, a little deeper into this thing. Um, <clears throat> oh, no, 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 we're not. In fact, this Friday, yeah, we, we, we have a guest coming on, um, and she's going to be talking about mental health. And um, self-awareness. I mean, this young lady is on top of a game, and I invite you to come and check it out. She, she's a dynamite young lady, okay? And that's going to be said. So I guess we'll have to do a part two maybe Monday. Monday. We probably have to do it again Monday. But we'll get back on this because there's so much we didn't get into that we still need to talk about dealing with child support. And uh, we're going to make it work. All right? So, Pete, give me some last words real quick. And if anybody out there got any last words, anything they want to add before we go off the air, now's your chance, 347-838-8622. Go ahead, Pete. Talk to me. Um, we're talking about child support, and as we stated at the beginning of, of, of the show, you know, it was initially set up for married married couples, for husbands to pay child support to their children because their legitimate children were, were not recognized. We look at the basic principles, you know, of the word, you know, in 1 Corinthians 6.18, it says, flee from fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. So then when we look at that and we're talking about sinning, how are you sinning against your own body? Number one, you you don't have the covenant of marriage that gives you the right to be sexually active anyway. We know that the man is the seed carrier, and your offspring, your child, is the, the, the evidence of your seed. So how are you sitting against your own body? If that's your seed, that's your child, you're not supporting it, as the, as the Bible says, because you're supposed to be the provider for your household, the provider for your family, then you're sitting against your own body because that child is, in essence, of you. See? So we, we, we have to think about that when we are making these decisions. As I said, nobody thinks about the child. Now, back to the mothers on the other side of that. You know, we get mad, women get mad, they get upset because they and, 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 and the ex-boo, ex-boyfriend, ex-significant other or what have you don't get along. And you don't want that father to see his child, whether he's a good father, bad father or whatever. You know, he can be the best man in the world, but because you're upset because he didn't do or he's no longer with you or because he chose to go on and have a better life because you didn't want anything or you didn't want to do nothing with your life or whatever the reason may be, you neglect the child. You neglect that relationship that the child needs with his or her father. See, so so you stand in the way. Rather than say, okay, he's never done anything to me except leave me or whatever, cheat on me, whatever, or whatever reason you broke up with, that child has nothing to do with that. Nobody thinks about the child when it comes to the issue of child support. 
You know, it's all about me, me, me. And the selfishness really has to stop because the one thing that you can do, as Mr. Talk said earlier, you can come to an agreement or you get agreement of shared custody, joint custody. That way the system don't even need to be in your life. All of this stuff don't even need to happen, and the child gets to know their parents on an equal basis. And another thing, parents, quit talking about the absent parent in front of your kids like they dogs. Because if they weren't too much of a dog when you was laying there, because if they mm. were, hey, you stayed there, you got fleas. Now they biting you. Deal with it. Mm. The child didn't ask for all of that. Mm. She wasn't too no. She wasn't too no good. She wasn't no hoe. She wasn't all of this when you was laying there. He wasn't no dog when you was laying there. He wasn't no dog when you was bragging about your friends. That girl, I got that. You know, he wasn't no dog then. So now what? Stop telling these children or saying in front of these children all this negativity and all this drama because that's still their parent. And good or bad, whatever that parent does to them, children still love their mothers. Children love. Why? Because it's innate of the Heavenly Father that gave it to them. They have unconditional love. That's one thing we as grown folks need to understand the faith and innocence of a child. Because too many times, the lifestyle that we choose and the decisions that we make in our lives impact and sometimes destroy that faith and innocence in our children. And you need to think about that as parents. That's all I got to say. Oh, my. You said a whole lot. In fact, you just said so much, you said a lot what I was going to say. Now, I got to think of something else to say because you just said all I was going to say. Now, you know what? But you, 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 you covered a lot of things I was going to say, and, and they were on point. They were on point. So I'm not going to beat a dead horse, even though we may, may need to be sure sometimes. But, yeah, um, I think that the biggest thing, though, like you said, is stop being negative about the other parent around your children, you know. Because no matter what you say, the child, you know, depends on, on the child. As the child gets older, the child actually, believe it or not, gets smarter. You know, just because you say the other parent is this way, don't mean the child is thinking, well, I'm going to go and find out for myself. Uh-huh. Then when the child then when the child finds out when he's that old enough to go and find the parent himself and find out something totally different, then you look like the clown. You know, now you got to answer a lot of questions. Why you said my daddy was that when my daddy wasn't that? So exactly. to keep yourself from being putting yourself in that position, don't do it. Don't do it. And that goes for you two men. Your mama wasn't nothing but a hoe. Yeah, but you was the whole, the other hoe that slept with the hoe, right? So, yeah, hey, you know, you got the women, I got to get the men. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, fellas, a big butter and smile doesn't mean she makes a good mama. Okay? All right, some of that stuff is contaminated. Y'all need to leave it alone. I mean, look, if it's got to get that bad, you know, just do some hunching. I know just, <laughs> I ain't going to lie, y'all probably don't know what that is. But <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, just don't do any hunching in the state of Texas because you get caught and you got to pay a $100 fine. But uh, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. But it, look, on the serious tip, though, I know on the serious tip, fellas, you know, hey, look, it, it's, it's 
it's not that serious until you sitting in front of that that gray boy in that courtroom in that in that robe looking down at you saying, Mr. Johnson, uh, we're gonna set your child support payment at so and so. Now you looking up like, oh yeah, oh it was right. Because you should have said that when you first thought about doing what you did without your equipment. All right? Okay. All right. See, that's why I like having a woman co-host. Because, see, she can say stuff I can't, and, and y'all can't say I'm beating, on, beating up on women. <laughs> women bashing is, I, which I don't do that. All right. But anyway, I want to thank y'all for listening. As I say, I'll upload this show to the uh, website, the web page. Probably, uh, if not tonight, it'll be tomorrow morning, okay? I got to put some fuel injectors in my car. But uh, I, so it'll probably be tomorrow morning. Uh, but it'll be there in case you missed any. You can go back and listen to it. Uh, yes, you have my permission to borrow some of it. If you want to rebroadcast some of it, that's fine. It's okay with me. You know, if, you know, it's good information you want to pass along, go right ahead. Because the more we pass it on, the better we'll be at in the long run. Okay? So, with that being said, I want to say thank you all for listening. Uh, it's been real. Uh, make sure you tune in Friday because, as I said, we have a wonderful young lady coming on talk about mental health, self-awareness, and, um, hey, she's on point. You know, she's on point. In fact, she'll be doing her own show under um, this moniker here starting in May. So y'all get a first taste of it right here Friday afternoon. Okay, uh, we'll be back Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time. I am Mr. Talk, saying show appreciation, remember to smile, to give with an open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. Because if you can laugh at yourself, everything else is just easy, man. It's easy. I like to say gravy. You know, gravy covers everything. It makes everything taste good. <laughs> like the Candyman can. Ah, y'all thought I had got that part of that song, huh? Anyway, y'all have a good one, man. Enjoy your week, and we'll see y'all back here Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Take y'all out of here with some Earth, Wind, and Fire and Fantasy, man. Y'all have a good one. Later.
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.